this. I know a few people went to watch that movie and found it and watched it, and I'm still waiting. I'm gonna build myself up because I know I'm probably gonna cry when I watch that movie, so I'm just gonna take some time to figure out when an appropriate moment is that is to watch that. Uh, but today, I wanna speak to a particular movie. Today, we're looking into, I believe, one of the greatest movies of all time. Greatest movies ever made. This movie is, is a story of triumph and tragedy. It's a story of victory over evil. It's a story of love, a story of betrayal. It's a story of destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the Lion King. not a kid's movie, by the way. For those here saying, why are we, this is not a kid's movie. If you've never seen The Lion King, where have you been? This is, I'm telling you, one of the greatest movies ever made. This is not a kid's movie. This is just as much for grown-ups as it is for kids. This movie is incredible. This movie has it all. I mean, I feel like Bex preached on this amazing movie, Wonder. I'm preaching The Lion King. I don't even care. I love it. I'm, I'm into it. This movie, if you have not seen it, is a great movie. It's the story of a young cub named Simba. Simba is the son of the king. The king's name is Mufasa. Mufasa is tragically killed in an accident that Simba blames himself for, but really it was the doing of his evil uncle Scar. I mean, I'm setting this up, man. You guys know. For the Lion King fans, you're like, preach, preach. Simba, is he's destined to be king. He's got a great future ahead of him, but his father tragically dies and Simba blames himself. And so Simba goes into the spiral of worry and, and anxiety and he, he runs away from from his, the pride lands and he goes and he lives and he goes somewhere else and he's, he's, he, he's in this point in his life where all this stuff has gone on. So he's so worried. He's worried about his future. He's worried about what's gone on. He's worried about what he's gonna do. Can he ever go back? He can't go. Like he's, he's in this place of deep trouble and then he comes across two characters. They're called Timon and Pumbaa, a warthog and a meerkat. And they teach him something, which I wanna focus on a little bit today. And, and so we're gonna show the next clip, which is gonna build some context to what I wanna preach to this morning. Let's roll that clip. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata? Yeah, it's our motto. What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> you know, it, these two words will solve all your problems. That's right. Take Pumba, for example. Why? 
when he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog! Very nice. Thanks. He found his aroma like a certain appeal. He could clear the savannah after every meal. I'm a sensitive soul, though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurt that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame! <laughs> What's a shame? What a change in my name! Oh, Front of the kids. Oh, sorry. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Yes, say it, kid. It's our problem free. Philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. It is their motto that they live by, this whole motto of do not worry. No worries, don't worry. And what I love about this, this song, not just that it's a really catchy song and it's fun to sing, uh, but I love it because it actually reflects not just a biblical theme, but actually a command of Jesus. That's, it's, it's amazing when you look at this. In fact, in one of the most important sermons that Jesus ever preached, he gave a number of commands, and you could call them the do not commands. And one of those commands that he gave was do not worry. And that is what I wanna spend some time exploring today. More than it just being a Disney movie slogan song, it is actually a command of Jesus that we're not to worry. And I believe probably one of the most difficult commands to, to follow through on and one of the diff most difficult, unrealistic commands to follow that he gives us, uh, but it's straight from the mouth of Jesus, do not worry. What does that mean? Is it just a song you sing and a hakuna matata and forget about everything else? But is it something deeper that Jesus wants us to live by? And so I wanna bounce off the back of the Lion King and bring some words of Jesus, the line of Judah today. So if you got your Bibles, open them up. If you got your notes, grab them. Matthew chapter six, verse 25. Jesus says this to his followers. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field, how they grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed as one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'll be honest with you today. 
and say that I, I really feel like this is one of the most unrealistic commands Jesus ever gave. Like, it's, this is like one of the hardest things to do. Just don't worry. Okay, I was not gonna worry. Do not worry. It's like, it's like telling someone who's worrying to not worry is like telling an angry person to calm down. So when you're angry, someone says, calm down. You're like, you calm down. It's like the most frustrating thing. Like, and then you can become so consumed with not worrying that you start to worry so much about not worrying that you worry about it. It can be like this crazy cycle. Don't, do not worry. But G Jesus is right. Like Jesus, what he says in this passage is so true. It's so right. He's saying, don't worry. He said to you, he says to them, have any of you added a single hour to your life through worry? Is this like, has it done you any good? Worrying Has it added anything to your life, this whole worry thing that you're so good at and we're so good at? Is it, like, is it actually adding anything to your life? I think, in fact, worry is, is probably not adding things to your life. I think worry subtracts things from your life. Like worry doesn't add an hour to your life. I think for many of us, we could be honest and say, worry didn't add an hour or a year to our life. The worry in our world has probably taken away an hour or a year of our life. We're probably gonna die a few years early because we spent so much time worrying about this. Worry doesn't add, worry subtracts. Worry doesn't add peace and health and joy and hair. It takes it away. So Jesus is so right when he says, look, your worry is not adding anything to you. Your worry is not benefiting you. It's not helping you on this journey. Your worry is not adding those things to your life, and, and so there's, there's, there's numerous things that you worry about. I know that, there's numerous things that I worry about. There's so many things in our world that we can be consumed with worry in our life, and some people I meet, they're just professional worriers. They worry about everything. Not the warriors, the worriers. You, know, you worry about everything that goes on in your life, but the great news about this passage is that Jesus goes on beyond just saying, don't worry, because that's kind of helpful, but not. You know, it's like, you're worrying, hey, don't worry, okay. Like, but Jesus actually gives us the solution. He gives us the antidote to worry. And I think this is one of the most profound moments in Scripture. And this can be an incredibly transformative thing in your life and in your world. If you're trapped in the cycle of worry, my prayer today is that you would find freedom from that because in fact, God's got an abundant life for you, a joyful life for you, and it's not found in this trap of worry. And so he gives us a solution and it's better than hukuna matata. It's better than a motto. What's a motto? What's a motto with you? Hakuna matata. Okay, I wanna give you, what I wanna do today is give you two simple points, just two simple thoughts about how to, how to overcome worry in your life, how to live the command of Jesus and actually live it. Because I, I think most Christians, we're good at a lot of the commands, but we're really terrible at this one. Like in all honesty, like we, we kind of look at this command and take it as a suggestion. It's like, hey, if you can, don't worry. But, we, but this is like, like straight up a command of Jesus. So we, we, so many Christians, get, we, we're so terrible at, at this command. So I wanna give you just some thoughts, two thoughts of, of how to overcome worry in your life and how to live the life that Jesus is calling you to live free of worry. Uh, and then I wanna, at the end, just give you three really practical points. So today is super practical about how to live a life beyond worry in your world. And I really believe this is about a, a, just, just a small mind shift in all of us to help us get on this journey. Is that okay this morning? 
Excellent. Some of you are worried about what I'm going to preach. Okay, here we go. To overcome worry, the first thought is this. Number one, don't drag tomorrow into today. If you want to overcome worry, stop dragging tomorrow into today. Jesus gets to the heart of worry in this passage, and he gets to the heart. The, the real heart of worry is that worry is always about tomorrow. Worry is, is, is set in future events that have not yet happened, future events that you, are, uh, you, you cannot uh, completely understand, their uncertainties. Worry is all about tomorrow's uncertainties or next hour's uncertainties or five minutes from now's uncertainties. Worry is not about what is right now. Worry is about what's ha- going to happen. That's what worry is. Worry is not in yesterday. Worry is in tomorrow. And, and so the challenge for us is about not dragging tomorrow and bringing it in today. Jesus now is on here where he says, worry is about what shall we eat? What shall we wear? Worry is all about what is going to come with the uncertainties, the unknowables, the things you can't control, the things beyond yourself that are set in future events. And, and when you stop and you think about all the things you worry about, it's all about tomorrow. It's all about what's coming next. It's all about what's, what's gonna happen. Even a mistake you made, you're worrying about the mistake. You're not worried about the mistake. You're worrying about the consequence of the mistake. And that's what's gonna come. And so your worry is about the things that are yet to be. And so Jesus in this passage, you gotta hear me out. He's not saying that these things are not important. He's not saying that these things don't matter. In a first century hand-to-mouth society, what you eat and what you wear is very important. And they're legitimate worries because really you're eating meal to meal, your clothes, you've got one set of clothes. So the worries that he's talking about are legitimate worries. And he's not saying they don't matter. He's not saying don't concern yourself with tomorrow. He's not saying these things are not important. In fact, I, I, I really, you know, Jesus points out, he says, look at the birds of the year. They don't store away in barns and they don't sow seed. In other words, you do do those things. Like you have the ability, unlike the birds, you have the ability to sow seed today that you'll reap tomorrow. You have the ability to store away in barns so that you have plenty in times when things get tough. So you have the ability to store and to think and to strategize and to plan and to dream and to invest into the things of the future. One of the greatest strategies to overcome worry is to prepare for tomorrow. Not to worry about it, but to prepare for it and to, and to sow and invest and to, and to think about and plan ahead and, and strategize so that you're, you're not just going into tomorrow blind. Jesus isn't, isn't saying, don't even think about what you're gonna eat. He says, don't worry about it. You can plan, you can strategize, you can invest, you can put things in place that are gonna help you along the way into your tomorrow. But the truth is that worry is reaching into tomorrow's uncertainties and dragging them into today. So the uncertainties of tomorrow, you're trying to drag in today. The problem with that is you're trying to carry tomorrow's worries with today's strength. And he says, today's got enough worries for itself. Today has enough trouble for itself. So you're trying to carry double day's worth of trouble with one day's worth of strength. And when you drag tomorrow's troubles or worries into today, it will rob you of today's joy. It will take away today's strength in your life, and Jesus saying, hey, tomorrow's got enough, today's got enough trouble for itself. Stop trying to reach into tomorrow and drag that into today. Because the truth is, you can't control that tomorrow. 
You don't know that tomorrow. You don't know what's up with that tomorrow. You can't, and your worry about it is not gonna change it. Your worry about it is not gonna fix it. Your preparation for tomorrow might work towards it, but your worry about it won't. And so trying to take it on today is just only going to sap you of today's strength and cause unnecessary stress, anxiety, and things to enter into your today. And so your today gets ruined because of tomorrow's uncertainties because you've reached into tomorrow and you've dragged them into today. I don't know about you, but I used to spend, uh, if I had an important meeting or, you know, one of those, uh, those awkward meetings that you're not sure how it's gonna, it's gonna go or uh, one of those ones that's a bit of a conflict situation. And I used to spend the four, three or four days leading up to that meeting, stressing about the meeting, worrying about the meeting. And in your mind, you're building all the scenarios in your head. This might happen and this might happen. You're worrying about all these little things along the way. And I used to stress and worry so much about getting to the meeting. And then by the time you get to the meeting, you're so worried about the meeting. And what I've found is that 99% of the time, none of the things you actually worried about eventuate. So what did I do? I just took all this worry about tomorrow and brought it into today and it ruined four days of my life because I was so anxious and so stressed out and so worried and so conflicted internally because I was dragging tomorrow's worries into today. And this leads us on to uh, the next thing I wanna share. But, you know, unlike to the first century society that Jesus is preaching to, you know, we don't necessarily, we're not necessarily worrying so much about what we're gonna eat tomorrow, what we're gonna wear tomorrow. Most of you have food in the fridge. Most of you got multiple pairs of clothes and shoes and things like that. But I do know that there is a whole lot of worries that you do have in your life. I know you're worrying about your finances, you're worrying about your kids, you're worrying about your mortgage payments, you're worrying about the meeting you've got coming up this week, that interview you've got to go through. You're worrying about all kinds of different things. Can I encourage you to do something? Don't drag tomorrow into today. Don't drag tomorrow into today. And that leads us on to point number two, and that is this. Trust tomorrow to the one who holds it. So don't drag tomorrow into today. Don't drag, don't, don't, that worry of what's gonna happen and the, the maybes and the what ifs and the uncertainties, you're dragging that, don't do that. Instead, trust tomorrow to the one who holds it. Jesus says this, this very interesting thing to the audience. He says to them, look at the birds of the year. <clears throat> I mean, can you imagine a worried audience like stressing out about a whole bunch of stuff and he's like, look at the birds. <laughs> you're like, I don't care about the birds, man, I gotta eat. But he's like, look at the birds of the air, look at the flowers of the field. He's like, look at them. They don't do any of these things. They don't store up, they don't, they, they, they don't plant. They, the, all birds do is like, ooh, a worm. And then the next day, ooh, a worm. Like they're not, they're not sowing worms. You know, they, they're, they're, they're just living like in the moment. And, and so he's like, look at the birds, look at the fields, look at the flowers. He's like, can you see that, that God takes care of them and God like blesses, like God is interesting. And then he goes, aren't you far more valuable than a bird? He's like trying to get their attention and trying to help them to understand this amazing and powerful truth. And this is what I want you to understand today. Jesus is like going, look at the birds, man. They don't, they don't store away, but your father, he looks after them. They've always, he, he knows them, he looks after them. And he says, aren't you, look, you created in God's image. You, like with the fingerprint of God on you, you like, you're the one that, that he sent his son to die for. Aren't you more valuable than a bird? 
aren't you more valuable than a bird? How much more, if He looks after them, how much more do you think He's gonna look after you? Why are you so worried? Why are you so worried about your tomorrow? Because if God looks after them, don't you know? Don't you trust that He'll look after you as well? This is what Jesus is saying to them. And then he says, this, he says this phrase, he says, you have little faith. And actually when you, when you, when you read into the, the original words that are used to, to, that's translated, you have little faith, it actually would be better transla- translated, you little faith is you. And that's the response Jesus would have gotten, laughter, because he was having a dig at them. He's like, God, look, look at the birds, they don't do these things. You're so much more valuable. Don't you understand your worth? Don't you understand how much God loves you? Don't you understand how much He cares for you? You little faith is you. You've got to understand who you are to God. You've got to understand how much God loves you. And when you understand that, it starts to change your perspective of tomorrow because you understand that He holds your tomorrow. And Jesus even says that He knows you need those things. He goes on to say this, he says, the pagans or the Gentiles, they run after those kinds of things. They're the ones that spend their life worrying about this and this and this and what they're gonna eat and what they're gonna wear. That word pagans or Gentiles simply means everyone else. And he's saying to them, everyone else who does not have a concept of a personal, loving, relational God who cares about you, those are the kind of people that run after those things. But you're different. Because you have not just a concept of it, but you have the knowledge of, and you have a relationship with, a loving, personal, relational God. And, and so you're different to those other people who don't understand that there is a loving, relational, heavenly Father who, who cares about every detail of your life. Those who don't have that concept, they run after and worry about all these things, but you know that He loves you. You know that He cares about you. You have a relationship with Him. He says, for you, it's very different. You see what Jesus is getting at here? He's trying to help them to understand just how much they're loved and the kind of people that they are. And he says to them, like God already knows that you need those things. It's an exercise in trust. It's an exercise in trust. And that's why Paul says in Philippians chapter four, where he says that that we're not to worry about things, but we're to take them before God in prayer and petition. We're to go before God and God who knows what you need, you bring those requests before Him with prayer and with thanksgiving. You can bring it with thanksgiving. Why? Because you may not hold tomorrow, but He holds it. And whatever you need in your tomorrow, He's already got it. He's already there. There's this this mind shift that Jesus is trying to like create in His followers to say, listen, you're worried about all these things, but you're missing the real heart of this, that you're worried about it because you're forgetting who holds tomorrow. You're forgetting who God is. And everyone else can run after those things, but for you it's different because you know God. And you know, you know that He loves you. You know He's got His hands on your life. You know that He wants to bless you. You know that He's already in your tomorrow. Can, can you imagine if you really believe that? Can, can you imagine the, the change that would take place if we really believed that? If we really believed that God cared about you that much that He was already invested in your tomorrow? Imagine if you really, like you had a deep conviction 
that God loved you that much and He cared about you that much, that whatever your worries about tomorrow are, God already was there. So imagine lying in bed, like imagine you're lying in bed at night and, and you're lying there and you're, you're thinking about tomorrow. You're thinking about the things that are coming up this week. You're thinking about all the things that are going on. You're lying in bed and you're worrying about all this stuff. It's all going over you. What, you think about whatever you worry about right now. Whatever's worrying you right now in your world, you think about that. You're lying in bed, you're worrying, you're worrying, you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. Imagine in that moment, the voice of God just whispers in your ear and he just says, I know. I know. Wouldn't that change everything? Wouldn't that change everything? To know that God knows and that he holds your tomorrow. For me, that changes everything. To know that a loving, personal, relational God holds my tomorrow and that I can trust Him, that He cares about me and that I'm more valuable to Him than birds and flowers and yet they're looked after. How much more will He look after me? And then Jesus says, look, the pagans, the, the Gentiles, they run after those things. But He says, but you, it's different. He says, you, and the same word run after is translated as seek first. So the pagans run after the, those things, but I want you to run after something different. I want you to run after the kingdom of God. You've got, your God already knows you need those things, so here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna seek first His kingdom. You're gonna run, run after His kingdom first because He already knows you need those things. He already knows that you've got worry in tomorrow, but He's got your tomorrow, so instead I want you to run after His kingdom. I want you to participate in what God is doing today rather than worrying about what is gonna happen tomorrow. It's this whole mind shift that we have to enter into to understand just how much you are loved. That's what it comes down to, friends. Just how valuable you are to God. And worry is stripping some of you of the joy that God has for you. And if you just realized how valuable you are and how loved you are, you would know that the God who died for you didn't just die for you 2,000 years ago, but also holds your tomorrow in his hand. And he cares about you so deeply. I wanna just give you, maybe if the band can join me on this is more than hakuna matata. This is more than a motto. This is a mind shift. This is a different way of living. I wanna give you just th three very practical ways that you can live this out in your tomorrow. The first one, and I pray these will help you. I pray these will help you on this journey of, overcoming worry. The first one is this, begin your day by declaring your trust. Begin your day by declaring your trust. I mean, every day, every day that you wake up, begin that day by declaring your trust in God. Because really, this at the heart of it is a trust issue where you gotta trust that God is who He says He is and He will do what He said He will do and He does hold your, your tomorrow in His hands. So man, every day, get up, Get on your knees and just declare your trust before God. Pray every day. I, I really believe that one of the greatest antidotes to worry in your life is prayer. If you can just pray and you take it to God, you just will see the, the, that worry dissolve. Here's the thing, worry is like prayer in reverse. It is. Worry makes small issues big, but prayer makes all issues small. Worry is like prayer in reverse. Like, you can either trust God or you can trust worry. And I don't know about you, but worry never worked out too good for me. You really only have those two options. Continue to trust that your worry is gonna do stuff or you trust God. 
That's one of two options that you have. Begin your day by declaring your trust. Get on your knees every day, pray, take it before God. I mean, if you can, I, I've, I've kind of learned that if you can get ahead of worry, you can normally stay ahead of worry. You just take it before God, get ahead of worry. Second thing is this, sow seed and prepare for tomorrow. Sow seed and prepare for tomorrow. Don't live fatalistically. Don't live like, oh, Jesus said not to worry, so I'm just not gonna care, I'm not gonna bother, I'm not gonna invest in my future, I'm not gonna save money, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do deposits, I'm not gonna sow seed. Listen, sow seed and plan and prepare into tomorrow. Again, this is something so practical you can do to combat the worry you have for tomorrow. I met with a young man the other day and he was worried about all these things in his life. And he's like, oh, I'm behind on my assignments and I'm, I'm this and, I'm, and I got no money and I got this. And he's telling me all these, these, these problems. I'm like, awesome, what's the plan? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, what are you gonna do today that is going to sow seed to change the, the outcome of your tomorrow because currently the way you're living is not affecting a good tomorrow. So, and, he, and, and people are like, no, I want you to pray your magic prayer. I want you to wave the pastor wand over my head and then everything gets better. I'm like, no, because then if I, I, it doesn't matter how much I pray, if you don't change what you're doing, if, if faith without works is dead, if you, if you just keep living like, like, like there's no tomorrow, then you're gonna end up worrying about tomorrow. You gotta do some things, like plan, prepare, dream, strategize, do the things you need to do. Eliminate the, the worry, do everything you can do, but don't drag the worry into today. Prepare, plan, do everything you can do, but don't drag it into today. And the third thing I have is this, when worried about tomorrow, find a way to participate in what God is doing today. When I find myself beginning to worry about tomorrow, when I find myself beginning to worry about, oh man, worry about that. One of the greatest things we can do, Jesus said to don't run after that, run after the kingdom. So the, the, one of the best things I can do is not to say, is not to keep worrying, but to go, God, how can I participate in what you're doing today? Maybe I need to pray. Maybe I need to call somebody. Maybe I need to encourage someone, write someone a note. Maybe I need to, 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 to do something, to, to, to be generous to somebody, give some money away. I don't know, whatever. God, what are you doing right here in the world right now? What can I participate in right now that is, that is your kingdom that you're doing here on this earth? Rather than entering into and entertaining worry, I'm gonna participate in what God is doing today. Hakuna Matata. It's bigger than Hakuna Matata. It's bigger than a motto. It's a command of Christ to live beyond worry. Do not worry. Friends, my heart today is that you would understand just how valuable you are. Because when you really understand how valuable you are to God, how much He loves you and cares about you, and how He truly does hold your tomorrow, the worry that you've been holding on to will slowly dissolve before you as you learn to trust the God who holds your tomorrow. He's got you, friends. Stop dragging tomorrow into today. Trust the God who holds your tomorrow. Do those things that you need to do to eliminate worry from your world. And I promise you, you'll start to live more free, more abundant, and more of the life that God called you to live. Let's stand to our feet. I'd love to pray for you this morning. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your presence here today. God, I thank you for the ability to see biblical truth and things. And so Lord, I pray that today, as a people and as a church, Lord, that we'd have the faith to trust you at your word. 
Lord, that we wouldn't be a people who continue on the cycle of worry. Lord, we know that worry is not adding a single thing. In fact, it's subtracting from our lives. And Lord, I pray for those in this room who are battling with worry, worry about finances, worry about family, worry about relationships. God, in Jesus' name right now, we decide to put back to tomorrow what is tomorrow's and we decide today to trust you with the outcomes of tomorrow. Lord, all those uncertainties, all those unknowns, all the things that we can't control, God, we trust you because you hold tomorrow and you know, and Lord, you will add all things to us as we seek first your kingdom. God, I bless each one here. I thank you for the abundant free life you have for us, Jesus and it does not include a life filled with worry. And so Lord, I release these people from worry and the burden of it on their life in Jesus' name. And I declare the freedom of Christ upon them. Lord, may we trust you to the point where worry no longer has a foothold, but we, we, we know without a shadow of a doubt that you are God, that you are good, that you love us, and that you hold our tomorrow in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, I wanna pray one last prayer today. If you're here in this room and you don't know Jesus, I mean, I just spoke about a loving, personal God who died for you. If you don't know Him, I would love to invite you now to just pray a simple prayer of surrender, just inviting Him into your life. It's the start of an incredible journey. And we all mess up, we all sin, but God in His grace and love, He sent His own Son, Jesus, to die for you and I, that you and I could receive His free gift of grace forgiveness for your past, new life right now, and eternal life with Him. And I wanna pray this prayer. If that's you today, if you've never prayed this, or maybe you have, but you're far from God today, I'm gonna pray a prayer out loud. I invite you now to pray this with me in your heart. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've messed up and I've sinned, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, Lord, I turn from my old ways and I turn to you. I ask you to come into my life and make me brand new today. In Jesus' name, amen. Just with your eyes closed and head bowed, I want you to do something really brave, friends. If you prayed that prayer, either for the very first time or maybe coming back to God, can you do something really brave? Can you right now, right where you are, you just lift your hand nice and high. Just say, Steve, count me in. Count me in, I prayed that prayer. Maybe for the very first time or maybe today you're coming back to God. You're saying, Steve, this is my day. This is my moment. I prayed that prayer and I meant it. You just lift your hand nice and high so I can see it. We'd love to help you on this journey. Awesome. Well, God, we thank you so much for your presence here today. And I pray as we go from this place this morning, Lord, we will go with a new revelation of just how loved we are. And Lord, go from this place free from worry and walk it into the abundant life you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, church, I pray you've been blessed this morning. We've got jet skis picking you up from the outside. We've got boats coming. Noah's Ark is rolling down the hill. It's gonna be an amazing day. We, we're so blessed. We're so blessed to have you. Friends, if you need prayer, we have a prayer team that will be down the front. If you're a guest, please come have coffee with us in the guest lounge. Tonight, Shane Willard, you will not regret coming out tonight. We're gonna have an amazing time. Otherwise, church, be blessed. God bless you. Have an awesome day. We love you and we'll see you tonight.